Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Tuesday, May 31st, 2017, and it's time for the nerdiest gaming podcast in the galaxy. I'm Lum, also known as Mr. Nice Guy. I got my friend here with me, the miggity, 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 miggity Mac, and this is Two Nerds in a Pod, episode number 31, here with your gaming news commentary and other nerdy stuff. I love this beat, man. Makes me want to do an extra long intro, but I'm gonna end it. Mac, how are you, my friend? How are things? I'm doing well, Mr. Nice Guy. Doing well. Um, things are good. How are you doing? Dude, I'm doing really good. Now, those of you that are here with us for the live show, you can already see that we're getting more aesthetically pleasing, and not just because I've been losing weight, but because And not just because I've been using sunscreen. Yeah, I feel like you've been moisturizing or something, man. It's, I uh, have you're not burned. moisturizing you're not burned every all. night. You're, it's you're great. You're not burned. You're not burned at all. Very good. Well, no, what I'm mentioning, though, guys, is we have this new background, and it is pretty amazing. Mac, I don't know if you can see it on your end, but this was put together by one of our loyal viewers, really a friend, a houseless gamer, put this together a while ago. It's awesome. So those of you who are here live get to see that, and uh, and those of you who are not should be here live next week to check it out. But anyway, Mac, tell me a story, man. What what has happened to you this past week? Anything noteworthy? Oh, uh, noteworthy. Um... Well, uh, I have a few things that I'm still waiting on in the mail. I may or may not have mentioned uh, last time that uh, Mrs. The Mac got me a, a pre a, an early birthday present. Um, I she didn't got know me. That. I didn't know that. She she picked up for me this uh, uh, this Nintendo this uh, NES that plays the cartridges but outputs HDMI. Okay. So that should be cool. Uh, it should be coming any time now. Um. I also got my hands on this little item. It's a, uh, it's a basically a Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. Dude, that uh, looks player. awesome. That looks awesome. Was that a Kickstarter thing? Nope, nope. This was just one that I was able to to pick up. But what's fun is that it does come with, uh, it does come with a flash cartridge. Nice. I like uh, that. It, I like that. It comes with it, and perhaps the most, the two most important ones. It's got a got a battery that you can swap out um and it has a tv out uh tv out port so i can play it on the television which is nice for some of the game boy advanced games honestly dude but, that's uh, legit so what's the point of the battery out because usually with those old consoles or things like this at least it had like a lithium <laughs> ion battery so you could just charge mm-hmm. it but this has mm-hmm. a battery that you can switch yeah that i could switch out so the idea is i'll have a bat i'll have a spare one that i can you know if i'm going to be on the road for a little bit and i'm starting to run low on battery power i can just shut it off swap out drop a fresh one in and keep going nice good stuff man so yeah so that's uh of the things uh this week i want to say that's probably the most exciting um the most exciting of the things at least on this side. What about what about you, dude? I really have nothing interesting happened to me, man. I'm a very boring dude. It was a, it was a three day weekend. Lies, so lies, up. madness, and lies. It was no, dude. It really legitimately boring. I have nothing interesting to say. It was a three day weekend. Played some video games. Uh, made a lot of food. Now, like how you got your um, your birthday present early, I got my Father's Day present early. Now you know that I'm into grilling. I feel like we talk about this every week. So I got this grill accessory. And it's basically a pizza oven. It's a pizza oven for the grill. Now, you think about if you want some wood-fired pizza, a Mm. real wood-fired, dedicated, 
brick and mortar pizza oven would be, I don't know, thousands and thousands. I, I, don't, I can't do that. So they have this attachment for the grill. You put it on the grill. It has, uh, it has baker stone lining the inside. You close the grill lid, turn up all the burners. The internal temperature of this bad boy, Mac, heats up to 700 to 900 degrees. It's pretty That's awesome. Hot. You throw a pizza in there, it cooks in like three to four minutes, man. So we did that. We had a little party. Some people came over. We did a bunch of pizzas. Um, that was awesome. Did some ribs as well the next day. Memorial weekend was a really, really good weekend. And now, since we're going to Seattle this summer for, for pictures, and uh, actually we're going to hang out with the family, but we will be taking family photos. Now I feel like I have to spend the next two months undoing this Memorial weekend, all the food that I ate, trying to get fit and trim for these pictures. So we'll see if I'm able to do it. I, I don't know. I might need some motivation. Uh, but that was like one of the highlights of my week, man, just eating really good time with friends and family. If- if I may offer some uh, uh, some assistance on that front of the motivation. Yes, skinny man, um, let me know. What's up? No, I hate running with a fiery red passion, but there was this uh, there was this application, and I know I've mentioned it, um, but for my phone that uh, really got me running and really kind of enjoying it. By the end of a month, I was running five kilometers every day. Really? Yes. Uh, now... I uh, so it was basically a sort of semi-interactive storybook uh, um, revolving around the idea that you are a supplies runner for a uh, for a city um, after the zombie apocalypse. So it's uh, no, no. It was really good. It was really good. It got me out and running. I loved the heck out of it. And uh, and it's called Zombies Run. And the the S is important in there. But uh, but you can pick it up on you know either iOS or Android and uh, and yeah and and what's what's kind of fun about it is that as you uh, as you run, uh, depending upon whether you go for a hour long run or a half of an hour long run, whichever one you assign at the beginning, um, you'll have zombies start chasing you. This is amazing. And, this is amazing. That's and, why I was laughing. And, and it'll and it'll let you know that you've got zombies chasing you, and it'll say like zombies, you know. Um, a hundred meters behind, um, and then uh, and then it'll give you updates as the zombies get closer or as you outpace them. But the speed of the zombies is taken from your average speed for that run. So uh, so you have to put a little bit of extra oomph into it to get away from the zombies, and then you can go back, you know, return to your regular thing. But then the second time the zombies come after you, it's against your new average. So however you know, so you have to crank it up. Again, even more so. Now, the re- um, the reason this seems so cool to me is one because mm-hmm. it's a perfect fit for our viewership and for people like you and me. Also, because I've heard stories of people losing their jobs over games like World of Warcraft and even RPGs like Fallout Three. Like, I could see someone literally losing sleep over this app if it works the way that I think it does. Like, you run, you run, you run, and you get like two hours ahead of the zombies, and you're like, all right, I just need, to, honey, I just need to take a nap for an hour because soon the zombies will be caught up to me but I'm far enough ahead that I can sleep for 30 minutes and I'll be okay like I could see that happening to people uh, that's the hard mode setting on the game really um, uh, for the normal mode though you know when you're not actively using the application the zombies aren't you know aren't chasing you if they catch you but what that happens would be does intense. your phone like electrocute you or something is it that intense no no or? it's nothing quite so sinister what happens is uh, is so because it's kind of like a narrative right um, you have to successfully complete a mission to be able to access the next mission. 
So if you get caught by the zombies, then the mission rest- you have to restart the mission. Oh, so uh, so it's more of just uh, just you've got to do the run again. Um, but what's kind of fun is that uh, is that so you're the supplies runner and it'll play your playlist like whatever your workout playlist is yeah, as yeah. you're doing. And every so often you'll get in just one ear. Um, you know the music will drop down to a you know to a to a low level, and then um, you will hear the the people from the base. They'll be talking to you. They'll be like, you know, all right, coming up pretty soon here is going to be this. It used to be this, this. This is we're going to have. Um, this is where they're going to have the uh, the pharmaceuticals that we're interested in you picking up. So be sure to get in there, take a quick look around. They'll also give you updates on oh. You know, the zombies are coming up, and it's, you know, it's really, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's really, really enjoyable. It sounds cool. They should add, like, some similar functionality as Pokemon Go has, where there's, like, safe houses or something in the real world where you can go pick up supplies, meet up with other people, fight the zombies together by running or something. That would be kind of cool. But anyway, I'm thinking too much into this. This is an app that you and I should improve upon and just copyright and trademark uh, and, uh, and improve it. Anyway! Boys and girls, like I said, this is episode 31 of Two Nerds in a Pod. Max, should we hop into the second best thing we do? We know the best thing we do is banter. Second Mm -hmm. best thing we do is talk about gaming news and nerd news. Should we hop right into it, man? Let's do it. All right. I have a lot of really cool news stories this week, and there seems to be a theme. Uh, There's a lot of leaked stuff that has come out the past few weeks, and additionally, there's a lot of stuff surrounding Nintendo. So let's hop right in. To some of this news. Now, we're going to start by talking about one of the most popular franchises in all of gaming. Not my favorite, but it is very popular. Assassin's Creed. Uh, This is on Game Rant. It says, Ubisoft's planned, but as yet unannounced Assassin's Creed title for 2017 has had what's assumed to be its protagonist leaked via t-shirt. Count this among one of the most unique leaks in pre-E3 history. While rumor mongers are still arguing over whether the new Assassin's Creed game will have the subtitle Empire or Origins, new information has rather definitively revealed the game's hero, introducing Bayek. The t-shirt was discovered for sale on the rack of your average local GameStop. Its merchandise for the upcoming Assassin's Creed game clearly placed on the shelf early by an unaware, um, excuse me, unaware employee. Bayek was likely meant to remain hidden from the world until Ubisoft's proper unveiling earlier this week. Excuse me, I can't read today. Either this week or during the E3 keynotes next week, or perhaps Bayek, Bayek's a well-placed teaser. This T-shirt, his calling card to maintain. There's so much bad writing in gaming news. Regardless, you get the idea. Bad writing and bad reading by me. But the main protagonist, the name of him, leaked early on a T-shirt in a GameStop, not by someone being sneaky, just by someone being silly. Mac, do you have anything you want to say about this man, or, or should we just move well, on? Yeah, I'm, is... I'm just surprised that I mean that anybody's even going into a brick-and-mortar GameStop anymore. <laughs> I think this would have been the perfect place to hide your secrets. I think Ubisoft was really banking on the fact that we had all just, you know, transcended GameStops, uh, but, uh, well, dude, but where clearly else... there are some diehards. Where else can you go to pay ridiculous markup on a used game other than GameStop? There's really not anywhere. And buy things from ThinkGeek.com. Those are the only two things I ever see in uh, in the local GameStop. <laughs> that is ridiculous markups and things I can buy from game from uh, th- from ThinkGeek. People harassing me. They've got like an entire pre- wall. Oh, actually, those like uh, Funko or Popco or whatever yeah. the bobbleheads. Yeah, and we're gonna mention yeah. those later. Actually, 
Um, someone also occasionally in GameStop will uh, harass me into pre-ordering a game. See, that's the only place you can get that too, is, uh, is harassing pre-order attempts is GameStop. Regardless, we'll stop bashing GameStop because they do do some good stuff. This is crazy to me simply because I don't understand why companies send out this merchandise so prematurely and just hope that no GameStop employee will say anything, one, on the internet anonymously, or two, somehow accidentally place them out. Clearly that happened. we got to step our game up, Ubisoft. With, uh, with the hiding of our protagonists in our number one franchise. Anyway, on to the next news story. This next one comes from a different site than we usually uh, read. We don't read a lot from Kotaku, but this one comes from Kotaku. Love Kotaku, no disrespect intended. Uh, but this is a cool story. It says Super Smash Flash 2. And Mac, you're going to want to go download this immediately. Super Smash Flash 2. A fan-made Super Smash Brothers tribute by MacLeod Gaming that features anime characters like Naruto and Goku alongside Nintendo heroes like Mario and Samus, just pushed out a big new beta featuring tons of new heroes. Many of these new additions hail from previous Smash franchises, but are new to the world of Super Smash Flash. Here's the list of full characters. I'm not going to read all the characters, but it has your basic people that you'd see in a Smash Brothers game. Um, there's several updates where you know the website had been down today because this game is so popular So many people have been going to download it that the website was down right before we hopped and started doing the podcast I went and downloaded this texted my brother and said go download this immediately before Nintendo uh, Does what they do best Mac had you heard about this game yet and and two are you a Smash Brothers fan? Um, I had not heard about it. Uh, I've played Smash, but that's about it um, so yeah, that's 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 about it. But nonetheless, anything that's going to be pulled down by Nintendo in short order, I think is well worth downloading. So yeah, and I don't know for a fact that it will be pulled down, but uh, but just based on history, you know, it's safe to assume. Uh, I did watch a YouTube video for this game. I didn't get to play it, but it looks like it's effectively. You know, it's it's Super Smash Brothers in 16-bit graphics, but really, really, really crisp, good animations. Looks like it could be a competitive game. Typically played with a mouse and keyboard, but apparently they updated it to give you the option of playing with a controller. So if you guys are Nintendo fans or just Super Smash Bros. fans or just Rebels, go download that Super Smash Flash 2. Not 1, but 2. It's in beta. Uh, about a half a gigabyte download, 500 megs. Really, really good-looking game. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about Nintendo. Uh, this is about the Nintendo Switch, and this is news that may make you happy, Mac. Uh, it says, The record-breaking launch of the Switch reportedly led Nintendo to increase production of the console back in March. A new report suggests this may be happening once again. According to the Financial Times, sources close to Nintendo have said a production increase has been ordered to help meet demand going into the holiday season. Now, Mac, I know you may not be interested in picking up a Switch, but this is a change in Nintendo's strategy. Traditionally, they don't ramp up production to meet demand. Traditionally, they just allow production to stay how they want it to be, and they allow people to murder each other in Walmart in an attempt to get their products. So, um, I think this is cool that they're taking a new strategy. I'm not going to read this whole story. Good to see that they are attempting to meet demand. Apparently, there will be 18, more, 18 million more uh, units will ship during the current fiscal year, so through March of next year. Um, Mac, are you any more interested in picking this up? Or are you still kind of on the fence about it, just based on the lack of software? How you feeling, man? Uh, you know, I'm still not particularly interested. I'm glad that Nintendo has decided that they like money and that they like, you know, 
uh, and that they like supplying um, their product. So uh, I am encouraged. It is uh, it is a wonderful change of pace. Um, now, if only they could get out the amiibos um, or any number of other products. But you know, I, I guess we'll settle for the Switch. Yeah, man, I, I agree. I'm I'm happy to see that they're changing their their tune uh, when it comes to how they treat their consumers. Uh, and their fans. So anyway, this next story, Mac, is going to get you really hyped, unless you already saw it. I guarantee, a hundred percent, no doubt about it. Uh, this is going to get you as hyped as a Kickstarter that has a legitimately good playable demo. So this next news story from Game Rant says the country of Uzbekistan has banned 34 video games. They've banned 34 video games. Now listen closely to this next part, including Left 4 Dead 3. Think about that for a minute. I'm going to read the rest of the story. A game that doesn't exist. This is far from the first time that a country has gone to such great lengths to stop a game from being played within its borders, for example, with China banning Pokemon Go earlier this year. Uzbekistan has banned a list of 34 different video games as they may be, quote, used to propagate violence, pornography, threatened security, and social and political stability. This country's authorities also cite fears that the games might disturb civil peace and inter-ethnic and inter-religious harmony. Uh, some of these potentially disruptive games include Call of Duty Black Ops, Silent Hill, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Fallout New Vegas, Mortal Kombat X, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, uh, those newer releases, Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5 are not mentioned. So, Mac, regardless, this this implication that this article is giving us is that Left 4 Dead 3 has been banned by this country, and I would assume, you know, because it's not like a sexual dirty game but i would assume that based on the merits that there's some violence and some zombie killing um that that they're banning this game that has not yet been announced but maybe they know something we don't do you think that that valve has finally learned how to count to three that's my question for you man um well i hope so but i think it's significantly more likely that whomever was responsible for typing this up uh, um on behalf of the government of uzbekistan uh, meant to put a two, or uh, instead of a three, <laughs> I, I I think that's do, do probably think the more likely because would let's a... just well I mean what's more likely a government official making a mistake or a typo and then it getting through all the levels of re- layers of review because nobody in the government actually plays video games or um, that the government of Uzbekistan has advanced warning. That uh, that Left 4 Dead 3 is coming out, and they uh, and and they can't have any of that. You nev- I mean, you of all know. the governments, Uzbekistan having the advance notice that Left 4 Dead 3 is coming out, I'm sure we would have heard something from the Australian. If it had been from the Australian government, I would be like, you know what? Yeah, that means that means it's happening. But I don't know, dude. I, I was just hoping you would be excited, man. Oh, well, I was no, just, I am I was excited. Just trying to I'm very excited. This is my to, excited face. I was just trying to brighten your day because, listen, if Left 4 Dead 3 is coming, you know Portal 3 is coming. And oh, you yeah. know Half-Life 3 is coming. And you Be know still my we, beating we, heart. We might even be getting a Team Fortress 3 is coming. So I was just thinking, hey, maybe they really do. I was just trying to suspend my disbelief for a minute. You know, Maybe Uzbekistan has some, some people who work at Valve that knows something we don't know. But apparently Mac wants to shoot down that idea and not just be positive and get excited. 
Now let me ask you this. Valve has a lot of games. I know you've played a lot of Valve games. If Valve was going to make one number three entry in one of their series, which one would you want the most? Is it Left 4 Dead 3? Is it Half-Life 3? Is it Portal? What is it, man? Um, probably Half-Life 3. Primarily yeah. because I've really, really enjoyed the Half-Life series, and I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, well, I mean, the way that Half-Life 2 Episode 2 ends, um, is really quite, uh, well, it needs to be finished. It needs to be concluded, basically. Okay, fair enough. Cool. Uh, I don't know. For me, it probably would be Portal 3 because I really liked the puzzle solving and I really had fun with the co-op. Like, I feel like GLaDOS was just such a cool character. Um, and I don't know. That game just sucked me in, made me think, made me work my brain muscles. It was a really, really great game for all ages. Loved it. Anyway, let's keep things moving on. Now, there is another story about a leak, but I'm going to kind of skip over it just for time. Uh, there were some images that were leaked about Super Smash Brothers. Uh, potentially being put onto the Nintendo Switch in a remastered form of the Wii U version. Uh, basically, there's there's HD visuals, HD screenshots that show 3DS-only content. So in other words, the 3DS didn't have HD visuals, but there was exclusive content to the 3DS that is now being shown with those upgraded visuals, leading people to believe that it's being remastered for the Nintendo Switch. I hope I explained that well. Did I get that point across well, Mac? Or yeah, are you no, alert? I okay. followed perfectly. I don't want anyone to be lost on their commute and crash their car while listening to our, our nerdy little podcast um, because their brain exploded. So anyway, that could be coming. We may find out at E3. We'll stop with this news story here. This is about gambling on uh, on Twitch. Now, you guys have seen on Twitch... Uh, where we are right now streaming this podcast, that people have created uh, Twitch Plays Pokemon streams where you can interact in the chat and, and help make the decision as to how the characters move and things like that. They've done Mr. Rogers and Bob Ross streams as well. Well, now we have something new. This is on GameSpot. It says, Twitch has played Pokemon and Dark Souls and installed Arch Linux on a computer, but one man has taken Twitch crowdsourcing to a new level by opening $50,000 of his own money up to Twitch viewers to invest in the stock market. You read that right. A software developer named Mike has crowdsourced playing the stock market. The stream is a software a- developer named Mike. Yeah, what's is that? Is that unbelievable? Mike. No, no, you, I just you wouldn't you know. believe that Uzbekistan knew about Left 4 Dead three. I just expect but I just this- expect most people to have two names, you know, a first name and a last name. But this guy, Mike. Well, that's what it says here. Here's the thing. If he's going to put $50,000 down, does he want his first name and last name floating around out there? We've seen what kind of stuff can happen on the internet with, with, with full names out there. So maybe he's just being smart. That, that was my interpretation of it. What's your interpretation? Though my interpretation is I, I just find it amusing that we've just got Mike. That's all. That's all. All right. I, I think it's probably legit. Who knows? I hope that people don't uh, make terrible decisions with $50,000 of his money on the stock market. Well, here's here's what's been going down. So it says the stream is set up with rounds of voting during which viewers can vote to buy or sell commands. At the end of the round, the votes are counted by an algorithm and trades are placed. According to Mike, he has come across this idea bouncing around in the internet communities and he decided to act upon it. And it turned out to be a relative it turned out to be relatively straightforward. Quote, I just read people's buy-sell commands from the chat window, do a simple counting of each vote, take the top vote, and place the trade. That part of the system was actually easy to build. The tough part was building the UI and getting the system to, to a stable point where it was ready for long-term usage. 
He uses a trading app called Robinhood to execute the trade. The apps track his account balance and all the stocks he currently owns. If the account falls below 25000 it won't be able to trade anymore. So, I don't know. Uh, Twitch is really taking over, and it's really become a platform for more than just gaming. Now, I think it goes without saying, I would not trust a bunch of random strangers on the internet with my money. Uh, but, I mean, if he has that much money to toss around, more power to him. And, uh, and we'll see what happens with it. Um, we also had one other news story about Sonic coming out this summer. Uh, it's the new Sonic Mania releasing August 15th. Mac, have you heard about this? I have. Are you hyped for it or not, my friend? I am. It's very, very much in the old style, and you know how I like the old style. Yeah, it looks good. So we'll see. Retro Gamer is something to look forward to, and that is our gaming news for the week. Mac, I'll let you take it away. All right. Well, welcome once again, everybody who's listening to us on your commute, and everybody who's here for the live showing of Two Nerds in a Pod, the nerdiest gaming podcast in the galaxy. So... This next little segment is something called Gaming History. And I won't lie to you, this past week, in years past, um, there weren't all that many interesting games that were released, at least not in North America, but there is one gem. One game above all else that really should tug at those heartstrings and make you yearn for a simpler time. I am, of course, referring to Superman 64. Yes, yes indeed, the greatest game of all time. There has never been a game since that has really encapsulated flying through rings and uh, and picking up cars. Pix- pixels, that, uh, in a time when pixels were not as relevant anymore. Oh yeah, I mean, the polygons on this one were just amazing. Mr. Nice Guy, have you played Super Mario 64? Or sorry, Superman 64? I have not, um, because I remember I watched a YouTube video, and it looked like it would be too good of a game for my eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. It also looked very complicated and very deep Mm -hmm. with the story and the voice Mm -hmm. acting, um, the visuals, and the gameplay. Absolutely. So I had to skip it. Yeah, no. There are sometimes, and there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with admitting that uh, that a game might just be too much for for a filthy casual like myself. Um, we have to save it for for other people. Um, let them have the fun for us. And Superman sixty four is is no is no joke. It is uh, it is the pinnacle of gaming technology, and uh, I don't think the game has been improved upon or outdone since. Um, we are, of course, being very, very sarcastic yeah, here. Yeah, that is uh, one of the worst games ever. One of the worst games of all time, Superman. Absolutely. I can't tell you the number of glitches I've seen trying to play through it. And and let me just say that uh, that it opens up, and the first thing you have to do is you have to fly through a bunch of rings and then do a bunch of these other tasks. And every time you don't do it correctly, it flashes Lex wins at because Lex Luthor, and at which point that the game has sort of become almost its own little meme category, basically. But um, what I find most interesting about Superman sixty four is that if you actually read some of the uh, some of the interviews and such that have been done with the people who participated in the making of Superman sixty four, it was apparently an enormous nightmare to deal with uh, to deal with the licensing restrictions and such. Apparently, the reason why the whole game takes place inside of a computer generated world yes, I kid you not, Superman inside of a computer. Um, it wasn't great in the, what, third Superman movie, and definitely not great here in Superman 64. 
uh, is because the uh, WB and the people who owned the uh, the trademarks and and control over the IP refused to allow Superman to strike people who live who were real people. It's ridiculous. So the way around it was to actually set the whole game inside of a computer-generated simulation from Le- that Lex Luthor made. Uh, so I mean, and it just gets better from there. That's just that's just the start. But Superman 64 in 1999 uh, was released uh, for the Nintendo 64, and my goodness, is it awful! That's um, that to me is a ridiculous uh, argument. I never even knew that about the game. So so anytime yeah. someone's making a game and they have like a moral issue with what's happening in the game, they can just say, "Hey, let's just make it so it's actually a dream." so that all this bad stuff that's happening isn't really happening in this fake video game, but it's just the characters dreaming. So, like, it's, I like to call that telenovela logic. Yeah, that makes no sense. It's also known or, as or inception it, logic. Yeah, or the twin, or the evil twin. That's, that's the, those are the two, the two big, big ones for daytime soaps. Hey, hey, a man's allowed, okay? A man is allowed to have a sick day and watch some daytime soaps. I w- Don't you I look was, at me like that, Mr. Nice Guy. I was going to silently, but now you're no getting judging. defensive out of the blue. I can, I can hear the judging through the internet. Do you even internet. speak Spanish? Uh, habla el español. Telenovelas must just be very, very boring to you. <laughs> I mean, you can still tell what's going on, but take yeah, the sick days but, you need. I won't judge you. Um, cool. What other? Do we have other gaming history? Uh, yeah, actually, that that's kind of the only game that I had. But there was something that was very interesting that happened in 2003. Um, you may or may not have heard of the uh, of the magazine na- called Nature. Um, it's a scientific magazine. It publica- publishes peer reviewed articles, and uh, there's this uh, this one uh, article that came out in 2003 that wasn't the um, and it came out today in 2003. As a matter of fact. Um, and it wasn't the first. Uh, it wasn't the first scientific article to talk about video gaming in a positive way, but it certainly was one of the first ones that I, uh, one of the first ones that I remember. And as a matter of fact, I remember being quite proud that scientists were finally uh, getting around to studying how great video games were, uh, specifically. The um, the study, you know, uh, found that uh, that I'll just quote from the abstract that action video game playing is capable of altering a range of visual skills. Four experiments established changes in different aspects of visual attention in habitual video game players as compared with non-video game players. In in our fifth experiment, non-players trained on an action video game showed marked improvement from their pre-training abilities, thereby establishing the role of playing video games in this effect of improving visual skills. So it they primarily tested things like perceptual learning uh, and perceptual training and such, but that video games were actually uh, were actually had some good evidence to support that they were actively improving people's um, visual uh, di- um, visual uh, perception as well as uh, their reaction times and and several other things. But it was one that I remember very vividly reading that cracking open nature and being like, all right, so. What interesting chemistry and biology things do we have in here today? Video games? <gasps> it was really kind of a surreal moment for me, but nonetheless, one of the uh, uh, one of the 
uh, early ones for people to kind of express how beneficial video games could be. And that happened in 2003. So I figured I would share that as part of gaming history this afternoon. But uh, but that's all I had for us today. Huh. Well, dude, that was great. Uh, now, I had forgotten about Superman 64. Uh, it's always the butt of everyone's jokes. So I'm glad Yeah, rightly we... so. Yeah, and rightly so. Yeah, terrible, terrible game. Well, let's keep things moving along. This is, once again, Two Nerds in a Pod, episode number 31, Nerdiest Gaming Podcast in the Galaxy. And I say... We go ahead and move on to one of my favorite segments of the show, the one that involves you guys. It's called the Viewer Question of the Week. Uh, it's a section of the show where you ask us a question and we answer it. We often banter and get off topic, but we will answer it in some shape or form. Guys, today's question comes from my man, my homie, Spenis the Menace. He wants to know about E3, Max. So here's what he says. He says, E3 is two weeks out. Really looking forward to hearing the answer. Uh, Let me go back to the beginning of the question. How about that? First, he says, with E3 coming up, what are the major things you will be looking forward to hearing announced? Example, games announced with no release date being unveiled, new games being announced, major breaks in news for certain games. E3 is two weeks out. Really looking forward to hearing the answers from you and Mac. This also can include announcements on expansions for games already released as well. Uh... Yeah, so that's pretty much it, Mac. It's basically asking in a long-winded way, which is fine. He wants to know, what do we think is going to happen at E3? Do you want to field this one first, or shall I hop in? I think it's all you, buddy. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I can't... Honestly, I don't have a good answer for what do I think is going to happen, but I will say about... I will talk about what I want to happen for E3. Um, and it's probably a little bit weird, but um, but hey, I'm a weird guy. So... I would really like to see Valve put out another game. Left 4 Dead 3, Portal 3, Half-Life 3, any of these I would be absolutely thrilled by. Um, another one that I would really enjoy that might catch you by surprise is there's this, uh, there's this dancing game. It's not Dance Dance Revolution, but Pump It Up is the name of the game, and I enjoy the heck out of that game. Okay. There was a console release for the original Xbox uh, back in the day, and I have that, and I have the dance pads, and at one point in time, I even worked on a, I even worked at an arcade and had access to the arcade machine. We need to, and, we need uh, to talk about this. You worked at an arcade? I did, yeah. I worked at an arcade um, my first year at uh, my first year at university, uh, just before my uh, just before my admission, and um, it was it was fantastic. And we had a pump it up machine. As a matter of fact, um, Mr. Nice Guy, uh, the city of St. George has a uh, has a an arcade has an arcade no way um it's called fiesta fun center and it's been there for like oh yeah, yeah years yeah yeah. yeah 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 you've been there i've heard of it yeah i've never been there well uh they have that arcade machine they have the one that i used to have at the arcade here and that still has all my high score high scores on it so i really really and 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 i still have the highest scores how do you know though how often do you go back that's my how often do i go back i went back last summer and i checked it out and i was still you know i still had you know the top three four scores i took a picture because i was so proud of myself do you ever Uh, do you ever go down and sabotage people when they're like starting to get a high score you're like hey Look at that girl. They're like, what? And then they like mess up so you get to maintain your high score or, or just whatever. 
Like throw, no, throw a banana actually, peel down, like something very cartoony like that. Uh, no, but the red turtle shells, though. I will throw out a red turtle shell to uh, to stop them if they're uh, if they're <laughs> you know making good progress. Uh, but uh, but either way, what I would really love to see is I would really t- love to see the company and Miro. They're the ones who make it. I would love to see them release a uh, release a new pump it up game, especially. Um, Especially to have you know some sort of uh, uh, some sort of console release. If they did a console release uh, with a pump it up, I might buy the console, whatever console it was, just to get my hands on that game because I really like it. I really do like my dancing game. Nice. So, nice. so yeah, that's uh, uh, you know an, another Valve game, a third installment, and uh, and some more pump it up. That's what I would really enjoy seeing out of E3. Nice. Now, we want to know what you guys want to see from E3 as well. Let us know your predictions. I see some of you are typing them in the chat. If you're here with us live, let us know right now what you think will come out of E3, and we'll read those as soon as I give my response. Now, there's a few things that I'm thinking we will see out of E3, and I'm going to go kind of bold with some of these predictions. Um, This one's not as bold, but I think that we're going to see a new Splinter Cell game. Ubisoft, it was leaked earlier that they're going to have four games announced, uh, I believe that one of, and I think they said two of them will be new IPs. So I think one of them is going to be Assassin's Creed. I think the other old IP is going to be Splinter Cell. We haven't seen one since 2013 uh, when Splinter Cell Blacklist came out, which that was the E3 that we went to, was the one where that was announced. Um, and then I guess we'll have two new IPs that I don't know what they are, obviously. So that's one, Splinter Cell. Um, another one, I think we're going to get Halo 6. Uh, I think that that is going to probably release with the Scorpio Xbox Scorpio like I feel like Microsoft is going to step it up and they're going to realize once again that software sells hardware the Scorpio does 4k great it does all kinds of cool things fine no one's going to buy it if you don't have any good games for it and what franchise better than to launch a new console than Halo I mean Halo is a very iconic game so I think yeah, that it's we- the thing that launched their whole console group in the first place without yeah. halo we would not have seen the the uh the great growth of xbox xbox would not have been a contender without halo seriously right. i mean just think oh mr nice guy can you name any three games for the original xbox apart from halo uh yeah like exclusives or just games that were on there because i mean exclusives I, uh Probably not. Probably just Halo is the one that I can think of, and that's okay. bad. And games, I really, if I had a minute to think about it, I could. But under pressure, yeah. under pressure, yeah. no, I cannot. Dun 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 dun. Under pressure. But what about? But what about any? Just any games from there, from the original Xbox? Yeah, man. I mean, there was Splinter Cell. Halo Two was on there as well. So I mean, there there were a lot of good games. Oh man, but I'm really drawing a blank. I know there were a lot of good games though. I didn't play original Xbox as much. I was a PlayStation guy back then. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right in saying that. Oh yeah, Project Gotham Racing. See, how could I not remember that? Um, anyway, so there, you're right though. Halo was the most iconic game for the for the original Xbox, and still one of the most iconic games today. So anyway, we, I think we'll get Halo 6. Um, I think that Mario Odyssey will be announced. I think it's coming out in November. I don't think that's any big surprise. Um, I think that Nintendo will release, or excuse me, will announce no less 
than two new IPs, two new intellectual properties. Now, they tried it with the Wii U with games like Wonderful 101 that just didn't really do well. I think that they're going to come out with a new multiplayer game. Um, maybe even a first-person shooter. They had a first-person shooter, and someone needs to help me in the chat, that they released for the for the Wii, and it was console exclusive, exclusive but didn't do very well, and they released a sequel for it. I think we get um, a new first-person shooter that's not in that franchise. I wish I could remember the name of the franchise. Um, but anyway, uh, and if I want to make like a crazy, ridiculous prediction... I think Nintendo releases a VR headset for the Switch. And I know that's not going to happen. But if I'm just being silly, that's what I would say. Um, now, one thing he also asked, he asked if we would see any expansions to existing games. And I really don't think that we will. Um, not on the console side, anyway. Uh, they could do, like, a new MMO expansion for World of Warcraft. But, I mean, as far as Destiny and games that really would do well with an expansion, Destiny 2 is coming out. So we're not going to see that. Overwatch, everything is free. Um, I was actually, before before they released the Black Ops zombie uh, DLC with all the old zombie maps, I was predicting that they would re-release Black Ops 1 um, in the near future as an HD remake. But because they released those zombie games, I don't think that they're going to double dip and do that. So I'm going to leave it at that. We have another week to talk about E3 predictions if we choose to. So... Um, those are the ones that I'm going to stick with. And that has been our viewer question of the week. If you guys want to submit those to us, hit us up on Twitter before the show at two nerds in a pod or on Gmail at two nerds in a podcast at gmail.com. Mac, it's all you, man. All right. Well, this next bit, it takes a little bit of your participation. So if you're listening to this, uh, say on your commute or what have you, feel free to just yell it out. We will hear it retroactively and include, uh, your votes here. This is the kick or kickstart. That's where we take a crowd-funded um, project, we, you know, display it, we talk about it a little bit, some of the virtues, some of the vices, and then at the end we say whether you, whether we think, and we ask whether you think, this should be kicked out of here, or whether you think it's worthy of the money and should be kickstarted. So this one happens to be, and I'll put it right here in the chat, uh, for those here live, happens to be a game called Ash of Gods. So, a little bit about this one. For starters, it is a roguelike, turn-based tactics game. Um, they cite as, uh, as you know, uh, as inspirations, uh, Banner Saga and Darkest Dungeon as having huge influences on the way that this game is being put together, um, especially with decisions and decision-making having huge impacts. Uh, at one point in time, the, uh, the presenter says there are no meaningless choices in this game. Which is, uh, which is kind of a cool, uh, kind of a cool thing to think. So, um, so this game, and you guys can check out the link and, uh, and have a look at the video. Now, it's, uh, the person who's speaking, I believe he's speaking Russian, uh, but we do have an English, uh, English voiceover, um, uh, telling about the game, showing some of the art style. And, uh, so, for those of you who don't see it, I want to say just a couple of things I like about it. Number one, um, the story is being written by a Russian fantasy author who apparently is pretty accomplished. Now, I, I say apparently because I tried to do some digging on this, on this author and I couldn't really find his works in English, um, 
or if I or if they are out there, then my Google Foo is bad uh, today. So uh, so yeah, but I can't really seem to find any of his work in, uh, translated into English, so I don't know how good he is, and I couldn't really find too much on him. So I don't know how accomplished he, too terribly accomplished he is, in comparison with other Russian authors. But he did have like uh, it does have listed like you know twelve different books published, so that's got to count for something. Um, it does have rotoscoping animation, which I have loved rotoscoping animation ever since the uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings and uh, Lord of the Rings Two Towers animated slash live action films that were uh, that were done back in I guess it would have been the seventies or so. Um, and, uh, and so I've really enjoyed rotoscoping animation, so I see that as a big plus. And, uh, and it promises a very large branching narrative with a lot of ways for things to go sideways um, and a lot of different ways for your decisions to, uh, to impact that. Now, on the minus side, though, I'm a little bit concerned because I'm not a big fan of uh, visual novel games. Um, yeah, me neither, this, this seem This game seems a lot like it's going to be a visual novel with uh, with segments of Final Fantasy tactics, or I should say, a tactics RPG in between the visual novel uh, segments. So it might not be for me entirely. Um, and of course, and of course, a very important consideration. It might even be the only consideration for me, Maction, and that is there's no playable demo no! for this game. I know. Yes, yes. Now, the visuals look great. There are a lot of things that are plus, and this is one of those games where I'm really, really on the fence, where I sit there and I go like, you know what? This could be really good. I feel like you've convinced me. You've convinced me, Mr. Russian Man. I think I am interested in sending you some money. But no, I just can't take that plunge. So for my part... I'm going to have to say, kick it. It has some promise. It looks good. They've got a legitimate or seemingly legitimate Russian novelist who's written who's written the story for this game. Um, I love that chilling promise of there are no meaningless choices in this game. That kind of really, really grabs me. The thought that it, that no matter what I choose, it's going to have big consequences. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, and the rotoscoping sure brings me in, but, oh gosh, so on the fence about this one. Yeah, man, you know, here's the thing, it's, it's really, really well put together, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like the, uh, the example of, you know, if there was a Kickstarter class of what a Kickstarter should look like, this is a good example of it, like, it shows credentials of the people who are involved in the game, um, it has artwork, it has a nice looking video, it has everything. It, it's descriptive, yeah. you know. And it doesn't just have like the sketches. It has like more in progress stuff. Right, they right. even show some of the ways that it's like here's how we rotoscoped this scene. So it shows a level of familiarity 
with the you know because it's not like we right. want to do it rotoscoped like the like the old uh, like the old Lord of the Rings things. It shows them having done some rotoscoping. There's a point where they say we wanted to do a full orchestral thing, but we just no way in heck would we have that money. So we made do with this, and we think it turned out pretty darn well as well too. And here's what we've got together so far, even though it's not quite a huge orchestral score. We put it together, and it came out like this. So a lot of things that make me go, you know, you guys kind of have your ducks in a row. Yeah, you kind of. You, you kind of have your stuff together here. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote the opposite just because it is so well put together. I'm gonna say that this should be kickstarted, and you guys can vote in the chat. Let us know if you think it should be kicked or kickstarted. Um, I am not a fan of these turn-based games. I I just never really can get into them. Uh, the the exception being Super Mario All Stars. I could get into that. But I don't know, man. I, I think that this will have a good following if it's released, and it seems like they're doing it on enough platforms that it will sell well. So I'm going to say, even though it's not my cup of tea, I, that they deserve to be kickstarted. So I'm going to vote kickstart. All right. And it looks like, uh, it looks like overwhelmingly, I'm the only naysayer so far. We're getting a lot of people in the chat saying, kick overwhelmingly, started. saying kickstart. Kickstarted, mm. that's right. So... So yeah, um, but that's what we had for kick or kickstart, and I'm I'm glad to see that you guys like it. So maybe I'm not so crazy for being uh, for being pulled in. Yeah, not at all, man. Now before we go to our next segment, at the end of our previous segment, I said I would read people's E3 predictions, and they've typed a few in the chat. I want to read those just because I'm a man of my word, man. I'm about the people. We're about the people here at Two Nerds in a Pod. So someone said two predictions for E3. Xbox Scorpio will be launched in the fall for $400. Sony will immediately cut the price of the PS4 Pro the next day during their conference by $50. And Microsoft will announce a big Japanese game exclusive. Ninja Gaiden 4, Devil May Cry 5, or Bayonetta 3. Um, other prediction was, someone says, One thing I wish would be announced at E3, a new Burnout game from Criterion. I loved Burnout Revenge and Burnout Paradise, but EA seems to have abandoned the franchise. And someone else says Burnout Revenge was my childhood. So we'll see what happens at E3. Mac, uh, should we go on to our next? Uh... Absolutely. Can How can we deprive the people, Mr. Nice Guy, of the best segment? We can't deprive the people. And I don't know if it's the best segment, but it's oh, a really... it is. Max says it's the best segment. I love this segment. I think you guys who are regulars know what's coming. It's time for our Dummy of the Week. Week, 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 week. A segment of the show where we talk about someone who did something stupid, idiotic, downright dumb, and we make fun of them for doing it in the world of gaming. Well, you know, this story comes from the Newark Post. And it's simple. The title, it says, Video Game Console, Figurine, Stolen from GameStop. Now, what makes this story so dumb? Let's find out. It says, Police are trying to track down two men who stole items from a GameStop on Monday while pretending to shop and then fled in a car. According to Newark Police Department spokesman Lieutenant Fred Nelson, the shoplifting occurred at approximately 4.49 p.m. at the store located in Suburban Plaza. Nelson said an employee was showing a customer a game console, (coughs) excuse me, valued at $280 at the front counter when he grabbed it and ran out of the store. He got into the back of a brown Toyota Corolla that was occupied by approximately four other men and fled the area. 
Officers reviewed the store's surveillance cameras and learned a second suspect, who was with the first suspect, stole a pop figurine. Mac, that's what I was mentioning when I said we talk about pop figurines. Valued at eleven ninety nine, Nelson said. Both suspects were described as white men between 19 and 24 years old. The first suspect was wearing a light gray hoodie with white stripes on the left sleeve, while the second suspect was wearing a black zip-up sweatshirt with a blue, quote, game or die t-shirt beneath, underneath the headphones around his neck. NPD released images of both suspects and is asking for the public's help to identify them, blah, blah, blah. Now, this might seem like a silly story at face value, but you know, Mr. Nice Guy, the stand-up comedian in me, I noticed the small details, and that's what makes it dumb. Now, here's the thing. I feel like this was a group of six guys. They were sitting at home, and they said, man, I wish we had enough money to go buy that new Xbox. Why don't we just steal one? Okay, well, who's going to steal it? Let's draw straws to see who steals it. The two guys who drew the short straw had to go in the store and steal it, but they said, wait a minute, we'll steal it. But all four of you have to wait in the car while we do it. So that way, we're all implicated once we get caught. That's a terrible crime. Now, once again, we don't acknowledge or encourage people to commit crimes here at Two Nerds in a Pod. But if you're going to commit a crime that requires a getaway driver, just have one getaway driver. Don't have four or five people in the car waiting for you because then when you inevitably get caught, all six of you will go to prison for being involved in this. Additionally, the descriptions of the clothing that the people were wearing are hilarious. Wearing a t-shirt that says game or die with headphones around his neck. Now, are they going, are the police going out saying, hey, we just had a robbery three days ago. The suspect might be wearing a t-shirt that says game or die and he may have headphones around his neck. Any smart criminal who reads this article is just not going to wear that shirt for the next week. Like, they're not going to still be in that shirt when you found them. All they said is that they're white males 19 to 24 years old. That's the only identifying factor. And that's almost every single person who shops at GameStop. So that's not going to help the police find them. Uh, they're they're not going to find someone. Or are they just going to start going up to anyone who has headphones on and saying, hey, I think you may have robbed this GameStop. We're going to need to take you in and question you. That's it, Mac. That's how I feel about this story. I don't know if you have any opinion on it, but uh, well, lots of dumbiness uh, going around this week. I ha- I would be remiss if I didn't provide everybody with the uh, with the requisite uh, Maction's advice on how to properly commit a crime. And uh, it just goes very quickly to the old saying, uh, two men can keep a secret if one of them is dead. And so, when inevitably the six people who are all, uh, who are all, you know, the four accomplices and the two perpetrators um, are brought in for questioning, one of them's gonna crack and sell the others up the river. So, good job, guys. Good job. You're. That has well been done. our dummy of the week, Mac. It's all you, man. All right, so here's the last segment of our show. As you know, we like to end it off with a little something called Legalese. Legalese! Where we talk just a bit about some of the, oh, say, lawsuits, maybe intellectual property wars, or any number of other things that are going on that may impact how we game, or in this case, our, the secondhand gaming market. So it would have been back in... Uh, back in March, end of March, early April, when I talked about a little thing called a little thing about uh, um, printer ink. 
you know, ink cartridges, specifically uh, specifically Lexmark versus Impression. And so Lex- Lexmark, a printer company, um, was actually suing uh, this company, Impression, that because they would take, they would buy the uh, the spent cartridges of for the printers, and they would refill them, refurbish them, and then sell them, you know, resell them to people so that they could put it into their printers and you know get more prints. Um, well, as part of the whole back and forth about arguments and counter arguments and such, um, it became clear that the, uh, that the issue that needed to be decided was this idea of patent exhaustion, but specifically as a seller of a product, if I am Nintendo and I sell you a video game, then, uh, if I sell you, sell you this video game, then when, uh, when does my Nintendo's control over the game stop? What game and, is that you're holding? I know this is off topic. Oh, oh this is just uh, this is just the uh, it's got like 20 Mega Man games on it. Some of them are ROM hacks, but most importantly, one of them's Rockman 4 minus Infinity, the greatest ROM hack ever. Dude, it's it's amazing. It looks uh, awesome. Anyway, but nonetheless, um, uh, so when does Nintendo's uh, uh, so could Nintendo presumably? Um, require you to sell your cartridge if you don't want it anymore back to them, which is exactly what Lexmark said they were doing. They said they had an agreement, a shrink wrap agreement with the uh, with the people who bought their cartridges that those people were required to sell it back to them, Lexmark. So uh, so it was a breach of contract for Impression to buy um, to facilitate this breach of contract. Um, with the customer and you know it ranged over a lot of different things but at the end um, this Supreme Court earlier today uh, decided in in this case that uh, that the idea of patent exhaustion stands and that uh, they could not neither domestically nor abroad um, bring legal action against uh, against a reseller of this product because um, as the initial buyer, that's where their, uh, where the, where the creator, where the makers, manufacturers, um, power over things stop. It stops when you give them the money and you've got it in your hand. That's where the manufacturer's power over that product stops. And from then on, if you want to resell it, you are welcome to resell it to whomever you want. And that reseller is welcome to do whatever they want with it. Which, of course, we really expected, and it was an almost unanimous decision on the Supreme Court side, and we of course expected that it was going to go this way, and we said as much back in uh, back in April, but it did have the capacity to really change and completely shake up the second-hand market for many goods, especially technology and things like that. So, uh, good news, the world is safe once again. So yeah. I there was, we I go. Was There's a little that bit the of world legalese. would not be safe, so I'm glad to hear. Yeah. Well, rest uh, rest easy this night, Mr. Nice Guy, for the world is safe once again. Once again. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Mac, for that. Well, guys, that's our show. Thank you for tuning in. Now, before we end every episode, you know we like to do one last mini-segment called What We've Been Watching and What We've Been Playing. Now, you need to be interactive in this because we like to know what you've been watching and what you've been playing, too. Not just because we like you guys, but because we're always looking for new stuff to check out. Uh, So, Mac, do you want to talk about the games you've been playing, what shows you've been watching, and people in the chat let us know as well? 
Absolutely. Mrs. The Mac and I, we've been watching uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season... Unbreakable! Uh, <laughs> we've been watching Unbreakable um, Kimmy Schmidt, the new season. Um, we have also been watching... Uh, it's a miracle! I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> um, we're also going to get in on uh, on House of Cards, the new season of that. Okay. Uh, and we have been watching The Expanse. Did, um, did House of Cards, the new season, just come out today? Yes, yes, I'm not into House of Cards, but I've heard it's amazing. So it's amazing, but dark, so dark. Mac isn't sleeping tonight. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, I watched all of season four of Sherlock. Was not especially impressed. Um, and as for what I've been playing, Mister Nice Guy, thanks to this bad boy. Oh, I've that been looks playing, so cool, man! I've been playing any of the uh, any of the games that I want. Yeah. Now, do that. You may have already said this, but do cartridges fit in that in addition, or is it SD card only? No, no. The um, the uh, the stu- the cartridges will fit in it, but just the Game Boy Advance ones. Sadly, for whatever reason, this one is not set up to play. You know, uh, to play uh, Game Boy Color or Game Boy or original Game Boy cartridges without the uh, the specialty card that came with it. But, but any Game awesome. Boy Advance game game will plug in. That's sweet. But yeah, so I've been playing a lot of handheld lately. I don't blame you, man. Cool. Well, I have been playing ARMS. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's the new game that's going to be coming out uh, next month for the Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo has been doing this thing. It's basically a beta, but they've been calling it Open Test Fire for their games. They did one for Splatoon 2. They just did one for ARMS this past weekend. ARMS is basically a cartoony boxing game. Uh, but it does have other mini games like volleyball, things like that. There's different gloves you can put on, different ways you can customize your character. Very, very intuitive. Like I feel like it could have esports potential on a Nintendo level, like if they choose to push it that way. Um, so I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, apparently, there's motion controls and just traditional controls. I only did the traditional controls. Played a lot of that with my kids this weekend. Had a blast. That's the main game that I've been playing. You know, outside of my normal rotation of Overwatch and uh, and Mario Kart and uh, and all those types of games. So lots of fun with ARMS this weekend. Now, as far as what I've been watching, I did start Season 3 of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, it's solid. Now, I, mm, I feel like the first season was still the best. I, I feel like they'll never top that. Uh, but I'm interested to see how many seasons they will do because it seems like that show hasn't been around that long. It seems like it's only been around for like a couple years and they're already on the third season. So they're just hustling, making, making good content. Um, also, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has reached the point where I no longer have any idea what is going on. Um, it's I don't know if you're still watching it, Mac, or if you're planning on it, because I don't want to spoil it if you are. But just think of it this way. Like, imagine if you were watching Inception. <laughs> I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. Imagine if you were watching Inception, and then it turned out that Inception was really a bunch of people watching a movie about Inception within an Inception. And I know what I just said doesn't make any sense, and it's very confusing and hard to follow. That's pretty much how I feel about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. Um, and and that's, uh, that's pretty much where I'm at with that. But it's still a great show. Um, not a lot of content consumption has happened in the Nice Guy household this past week because I've been busy. So that's pretty much it for me. Uh, but Mac, do you want to read what the people have been watching? 
Absolutely. So we've got some uh, 13 Reasons Why from Netflix. Apparently it's a hard one to watch. Um, Logan on 4K Blu-ray. Logan was awesome. Uh, we've got, let's see, we've got uh, finishing watching the last season of Samurai Jack, this most recent um, Samurai Jack. We've got uh, rewatching Doctor Who seasons. Um, as for playing, we've got some. Uh, we've got some good ones. We've got. Uh, oh, what's this? Mass Effect, Andromeda, Resident Evil Seven, spooky stuff. Final Fantasy Fifteen, Horizon Zero Dawn, Nier Automata, uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, Injustice Two, uh, Pokemon Sun, and Poochie's Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World. Also, some of our viewers have been watching. Uh, have been wa- playing Overwatch. Now that's. That's your jam, Mr. That's nice my guy. jam right there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, it looks like... You know, the thing that's always fun is that anytime we talk about this, almost never are any two people here with us playing the same games. It's cool. Just I, great, and yeah. I, I think it says something about our viewership is that, like, even though we're all united in our nerdiness, we all have our unique ideas, which I think is... Or our unique preferences, which I think is great. Um, Mac, I think we should end the episode. I do want to give one quick shout out, but do you have anything that you want to say before we, uh, before we wrap it up, man? No, aside from thanks for being here, everyone. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. The community is growing every week. Now, I want to give a shout out to our boy Galvatron Type R. He did hit up our iTunes and left a rating for us. Wrote a great description of the show, so thank you so much for that. That helps us out more than anything. If you guys are enjoying the live show, please check us out on iTunes. I just posted a link in the chat. You guys can can share with it. You can subscribe with it. You can share it. You can do all the things that you want to do. Please leave a rating. Say some nice stuff about us and Maxion's perfect hair. Uh, I'm going to play some music. Mac is going to dance, and we're going to get out of here. We'll see you guys next week. Same bat place. Same bat time. Same bat rhymes. Same bat dance moves from Maxion. You guys, we do this every week here on twitch.tv backslash two nerds in a pod. 9 p.m. Central Standard, 8 p.m. Mountain. We'll see you guys next week. Keep it nerdy. Deuces. Hit up that iTunes, though.